yeah, it's all about intention. So, like, when we were like eating out of each other's mouths, or maybe had a bit too much. Even every time you're saying that, it's still you trying to put make it out to be like an okay, normal thing. The more times you say it, I'm I am more like, oh yeah, yeah, why not? Hey, thanks for checking out episode 38 of the Ross Trevino Project with co-host Liam Amies. This episode started off with a bit of a whoopsie-daisy, so for more on that story, go check out the video about what happened via the link in the description. Anyways, today's guest has quite the resume. You may know him from Devolution Magazine, Spanish Announced Table Wrestling, The Undead 13, or his appearance on Come Dine With Me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Lucas Chapel. I've literally just sat here for the last five minutes listening to you read comments about people slagging me off. <laughs> no, I'm not slagging you off. That's other people. I know you're not. You're not. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, dude. I got mugged off on the bus on the way here, Luke. I've had a terrible day. I don't know how you... Oh, no. How did you get mugged off on the bus? Well, he because he was playing music. Well, he was listening to comedy sketches on his phone really loud, on the loudspeakers, and I told him, I kind of said, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, you said, you told me that you were... Well, I pretended that Beatrice, my dog, didn't like it. Oh, okay. So what happened was some guy was being annoying, and uh, Liam uh, was a bit rude to him, and then they had an argument. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the band, but you don't do that. Who does that? Play, listen to the, the, like, I don't care how much you... you want to listen to this song or this Bulgarian comedy sketch, whatever it was. But I just don't think, I think, wait till you get home. I like the I'll smell of my own in. farts, but I don't fucking release them at will on buses, you know. Like. I do. <laughs> I hold it in, mate. I hold it in till I get home. The same as if, if I forgot my headphones, I'm not going to fucking blast it out to everyone. Yeah, if he had his headphones, if he listened to his especially parts. the music, the music <laughs> I listen to, most people don't like Radiohead. You know? My mum calls them slit your wrist music, so God knows what the general public would think about it. I wait till I get home and I listen to it then, and this is what this <laughs> man should have done. I think they're pretty. I think they're doing pretty well for themselves. So, <laughs> who Radiohead? Oh, I thought you just meant people who oh, listen I'm to too... music on buses out loud. They're doing oh, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing well. They're they are Oxford, the, they they are the yeah. scourge of the earth, and <laughs> I've, they're up there with Nazis for me. Loud music on bus players. Yeah, I think they should be. I think it should be banned. What think... if it was like your favorite comedian or your favorite song? What if someone was obnoxiously listening to Radiohead? What? And I bus? liked liked what it was. That's yeah, actually a really video. good point. But... <laughs> What would you do? All right. <laughs> okay. Good question. Because I would say, oh, bro, is that King of Limbs? That's my favorite album ever, man. Turn it up. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a hypocrite. Well done. Yeah, you put, you've you found a, the fucking flaw in my argument there. Do you think people should just read the room and look around and be like, this isn't the right group of people for bulgarian comedy i'm just gonna put my headphones in yeah no read the room is a good idea yeah like if it's loads of old ladies on the bus play some old like world war ii music or something yeah we'll meet again don't know where 
Don't know when. Not if it's some rude boys, I don't know what what the rude boys listen to. Dizzy Rascal. Rap put some Dizzy yeah, Rascal. yeah, I guess so. Rap music, I think. That's Drum and bass. <laughs> they probably don't even know who Dizzy Rascal is now, do they? I had a situation once on a bus. It was after a rave. Basically, I was at a rave in London, and then it got kicked out by the police at like uh, only a couple of hours after it started. So this was like uh, stupid o'clock in the morning, and then we got on a bus yeah. with loads of people. We just like all piled on this bus, and then we kind of realised after a while that people were actually getting this bus to work. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this poor guy was getting like harassed by these two ladies who were like taking selfies with him and stuff like that and sort of like rolling <laughs> over him in suit. <laughs> That's epic. Cool, man. Uh, you have a bit of an interesting style. You're kind of gothic and stuff. Like, what, what kind of music were your parents into when you grew up? My parents, you know what? My parents never played that much music to me growing up. No? Um, not that much. Like, my dad, when he was younger, used to listen... This is, like, way before I was born. used to listen to, like, Rainbow... And he used to listen to Ian Jury and the Blockheads, uh, a couple of other bands like that. But he doesn't really listen to music now. He hasn't listened to anything post like 1981. Um, and my mum used to listen to Guns N' Roses in the 80s. But she'll sort of listen to modern pop music that's on the charts, that kind of thing. Anything that you turn radio one on, that 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 kind of thing is what she would listen to now. Ah, oh, interesting. Where, um, where did your musical uh, influence I... start? I, I had a friend when I was a kid and his dad was really into rock music. Um, so that was like an introduction to, to rock music. And um, I used to like see it on TV and it was different. Like if they used it as a, in a sample for an advert or like when you channel hopping and something comes on, I do that, that, ski, that scene in the Simpsons where they play like Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Like, yeah, I want to listen to this music. How do I find yeah. more of that? And of course, there wasn't YouTube in like until like 2005 or something. Oh, so yeah. then it was like scouring like CDs and shops and stuff, trying to remember what that song was called, and just stuff like that, really. And, and I just think we just gravitate to certain things, I guess. Yeah, I feel like we kind of got into like discovered like rock and metal music at a similar well, uh, you know, got into it at a kind of similar time. Like we went mm. to Reading Festival together like yeah. what 2003 or something like that yeah seeing um, yeah one of the first like uh experimental guitar bands i ever got into uh was system of a down and i remember seeing oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely there. but i remember the first I'm time impressed. listening to it not getting to not getting it at all but there was something in me that was like yeah i need to listen to this again everything. like there's something here that's yeah, special 100 like, as much as i hated it well, and as much like... as my mum complained about me playing it so loud um, that's one of the best <laughs> gigs I ever saw, man. That that uh, well, the two down. Reading festivals we went to together. The system were amazing. yeah, really good. Absolutely. The thing is with their music, there's like a face value, like what the song is about, like just like what the words mean. But then there's like so many connotations, whether it's like spiritual or political or other things yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, I didn't even read the, poli- face value. the politics. Yeah, right? I remember yeah, my mum telling me to turn it off because of the second track on Toxicity. Toxicity. I think it was the second one anyway. I'm sitting here in my room with a needle yeah, in needle. my arm. Yeah, yeah. And my mum was the like, oh, of... this is druggy heroin music. Yeah. I said, no, it's it's criticizing it, but you just don't understand. <laughs> but my mum. <laughs> she confiscated the CD. Uh, did she? Yeah. Do you know what? My mum did the exact same thing because of the exact same song. She didn't confiscate mm-hmm. it. She heavily protested to me playing it mm-hmm. full blast like, all the time. But the same song, Needles by System of a Down. Yeah. And it's because of the tapeworm. Like, yeah. 
Pull the tape worm out of your ass. <laughs> she hated that. She hated that. So that's why I wasn't allowed to listen to Needles. Parents don't sister. understand us either. No, definitely not. It's amazing how risque music was in our sort of like early adolescence. Do you remember like one of the Eminem albums had uh, a song where he's like basically killing his wife? When I was like... just a little baby boy, my mommy yeah, used to tell me these crazy things. She used to tell me my daddy was an evil man. She used to say that he hated me. But then I got a little bit older and I realized he was the crazy one. Etc. Etc. Bitch, yeah, that was I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. There's an actual song. Yeah, the whole what it's called. Yeah, that's it. No, no. Kill you. No, 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 no. Another one. one where it's actually just like imagine a film about him killing his wife, but it's a song. Oh, Kim. Yeah, yeah. Kim. Okay. Because his mother had like Munchausen syndrome, didn't she? Where she like, like had a medical condition where she'd feed him like gone off milk and scalding hot food. So we cried and then she'd make it all better and be like, oh, mummy loves you. Mummy's going to protect you. Oh, it's like a real like severe mental health. Yeah, Munchausen syndrome. Um, she, she had that and she used to really like take it out on him. And he only realized when he was like an adult, like she's messed up in the head. Like that's why she's been like tormenting him his entire life. Oh, Made shit. good rap music 10 years later, but you yeah. know. Probably not very nice for him at the time when he's six years old, <laughs> being force-fed scolding hot food. No, oh, definitely. Uh, uh, no, I didn't know. But I knew, I knew they didn't have a good relationship, but I didn't realize. No, not at all. Yeah, really bad. Fucking hell. Oh, God. And do you, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no. So it was surprising how easy it was to get hold of like music like that before you were 18. And uh, yeah. I feel like everything was much more lax back then. I was... Telling, I was telling Joe the other day about how when I was 16, even though we were legally allowed to buy cigarettes at 16 back then, I bought tobacco as an ID. I used my karate certificate <laughs> <laughs> or membership. What yeah. shop was that at? Um, just what it wanted. I, I would say on the you could tell if you wanted. It. It was just it's obviously that iconic shop that it wanted so everybody knows then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know much about the the history of Wantage is like a place where <laughs> criminals used to come. Yeah, Black Wantage. There was like a, a black market. Yeah. Yeah. Tunnels, yeah. smugglers, smugglers tunnels under connecting all the pubs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's under the Bear Hotel, the church, everything. Mm. There's like catacombs under Wantage even now to this day. As, do you know anyone who's actually managed to access them? What I did once when I think I was in year 11, actually, I was on my own and I went in. Do you know where you've got. You the, went on your own? Uh, not, uh, but I, didn't, I didn't get in very far because they, they boxed it off now. But do you know, you know I'll, I'll show you where this is. And when, when we're next together in Wantage, I'll show you. Like, there's the solicitors. You normally go up the stairs to get to his office. But if you go down the stairs, it takes you to their file room with all their files in. And all their, like, I guess before digital was like a you know everyone saves everything digitally now, but there's like folders, paper folders everywhere, and you go through the paper folders room and there's a door. You go through the door and there's a corridor, and behind there there was a locked door, and I couldn't get through any further than that. But in in the room with all the folders in, you could look up and there's like a glass plate on the floor, like a glass drain pipe with glass that's like that thick, and I could sort of look up and see people walking past. It's only about that big. And I can sort of see people walking above. I think they filled it in now, but you can still see where it was. The glass was must have been that thick. Mm. 
in like a little circle. So I sort of stood underneath and I thought, well, I'm, I'm down further than I thought I was. And I thought, if I can get through this door, it's going to take me into the catacombs. Yeah, I wonder what was behind that door. I actually did a similar thing where I ended up in a laundry room of a famous hotel in Wantage where there's like an alleyway that's about that thing. Well, I'm obviously not that thin, I'm not that, but it's really, really tiny alleyway. You can't walk down it straight, you have to walk down it sideways. Mm. And you end up in like their, their laundry room. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. You can't get down any further, but it, you can get onto the roof and everything of the famous hotel, which I won't name on air. But you can, yeah, there's this little alleyway around the back. Um, when you're like 20 uh-huh. years old, that's a fun place to be. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's proper adventurous. Uh, I said adventurous, but I think called it said, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> People understand it. Most people who listen to this podcast are from Wantage anyways. Love Wantage. Wantage. Number one Wantage fact. Mm. Number one Wantage fact. The statue in the middle of the town is a statue of Lord Wantage dressed as King Alfred because we didn't know what he looked like outside of paintings. We knew oh, he had a so beard amazing. and yeah, but the facial features, the nose and the eyes are Lord Wantage right. at the time when the statue was commissioned. Why are you a goth? Yeah. Why am I a goth? <laughs> you know when what? did you start I, being a goth? Oh, yeah. Can I just... Like dressing like a goth. Yeah, well, um, I remember your first gothic piece of clothing, if I remember correctly, it was like a little okay. claw finger thing. Was that first? Yeah, it was. It was. Goth, yeah, that's yeah, certainly like one of them. Finger. Yeah, yeah. There's like gothic rings, like Danny Filth wears. I had one of them, and I thought that will be enough to like signify that I'm a goth, and I can take it off when like people who are around them won't like it. Um, but no, I've always liked like that kind of music, and like. When I was a kid, I used to love The Undertaker in wrestling, and he had like the long black hair and the eyeliner. I thought that was really cool. Mm. And I always loved movies like The Crow and things like that. Just like, I never set out to be like, I'm going to do this now. I just buy things that I like. So, like, I buy a t shirt that I like, I buy the trousers, the belt buckle, the rings, just because I happen to like them. And by chance of fate, they just happen to be a theme. I guess I know what I like and I like what I know, perhaps. I don't know. But just, yeah, I never set out like, I'm going to be this now. So you just, just you, you kind of accumulated uh, loads of goffware basically and that just came yeah kind of definitely you. one day i opened my wardrobe and i was like oh my god i think this is one of my few t-shirts that isn't isn't black is that pink tie-dye pink oh there we go what what's on it um just modern art <laughs> oh Nice some primer. I was actually thinking earlier because uh, all the shit art at the Tate and like this is <laughs> like they're like millions of pounds. I was like, pop yeah. this in the Tate. It's like it's money laundering, <laughs> isn't it? That's why that's the only reason people buy these big expensive pieces to launch. You think? Money. I think so because it's, it's all. Rubbish. It's a lot of money, but oh, not a, bl- a lot. A brown it? blob above a red blob. Uh, it's all just is, amorphous shape. Is, tr- is it true that either? This is probably an urban myth, but either there was an art display that was something and somebody didn't realise it was an art display and they, like, swept it up. And it was <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise or, me, because that's how shit looks sometimes. I think there, so, was, there was a thing one. where someone yeah. accidentally left their glasses on next to, uh, next to a wall in a modern art studio and people thought it was, like, some... Uh, like statement, like st- yeah, it's a piece of art. People were taking <laughs> yeah. pictures of the glasses. Oh, just like, yeah, it's behind. so clever when you think about it. You, what you does this really mean? Work. Yeah. Some existential piece right here. <laughs> Amazing. I think there was another one where, like, I think that, like you say, they thought it was modern art, and it, it wasn't. I think it's probably the one you're thinking of there. Yeah. So the, the, well, the glasses. It's all rubbish. <laughs> There's a thin line between like, shit and modern art. 
with, with money laundering though, if you want to justify spending a lot of money spending on not right, a lot, yeah. that's a good way of doing it. It is. It's they're all allegedly gang- money. <laughs> Allegedly, aren't they? Allegedly, so they say. I don't want to be sued by uh, whatever the the Tate Modern. (laughs) (laughs) Do they watch this podcast on a regular basis? I'd hope so. (laughs) Oh, I hope they do. We got legions of fans for this, mate. Banks, Banksy, listen, Banksy. Do they know who Banksy? Yeah, that's still what's his uh, still anonymous. Jay, Jay uh, outed uh, Neil Buchanan on the podcast as Banksy, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was. Yeah. Is he still anonymous? Yeah, Banksy, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, some people think they know who he is. That's like, theories. His art's rubbish, though. It's just made for teenagers, really. Like. Yeah. Like there's got to be a market for it. Yeah, of course. It's, but there's, there's, there's got to be... A... Something for someone, you know. It's, it's it's people's. It's popular, isn't it? You can't deny it. It's very popular. I think it's cool, and I think it's. Uh, I respect the fact that he's managed to keep a secret who he is for so long because there's so much. Like, yeah. Everyone had like not everyone, but most people have some kind of online life, and most people just air shit publicly that shouldn't be aired right, at all. Yeah. So the fact that he's managed <laughs> to only tell how people he, as well who ain't gonna so dob him in. So you can fucking Wikipedia and find out who he is. Oh really? Ruin it for everyone. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh really? I'm gonna I have, a, have a look. Name. No letters. No letters. <laughs> so how do you uh, end up writing for Evolution? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I um, first met Nikki, who is the editor, a, a close personal friend of mine. On the, I think it was the fifth of June, two thousand and five, um, at Download Festival. I already knew her, like some parts of her friendship group and her family already um we sort of heard of each other but we hadn't met each other until we camped all together at a download and we just hit it off and we became really good friends had the same sort of taste in, in music and, and, and culture and things uh, and i started off just having an interest in journalism and media so i was like making cups of tea handing out flyers things like that um and then it sort of just progressed in, into writing articles I did some work experience with them uh for college and sort of just they kept me on. Um, had quiet patches and then really busy patches, especially from 2011 until 2017. That was when I was really uh, involved, and I'd sort of go around to Nikki's several times a week, and we'd sit together, and um, she she'd give me some work to do, and I'd sit there and type it up, and we'd have some music on, a glass of wine, a good good atmosphere. Um, then when I moved away, I just took on other projects and things, and I ended up writing less and less. And I haven't done anything with them in a couple of years now, but I still speak to Nikki on a regular basis, and the rest of the Devolution team work instead of family. Magazine still going? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's going to be uh, eighteen years this year. Oh wow, man! Wow. Where can people find it if they want to? The the best place is online, like to, to buy it online. It's a physical magazine. You can like, order it on the website. Um, it used That's to good be, these if... days, man. There's not many of those going anymore. Physical magazine. Well, a physical paper, yeah, yeah. There was a discussion about going digital, uh, but we've got a real passion. I say we, I haven't done anything with him in a long time, but Nikki's got a real passion for uh, physical print as device. Yeah. So that was one of the things that made us stand out when everyone's like, have a look on my website. And I'm like, well, would, would you like to read the magazine? Here's a copy and it stands out a little bit. They do have a great um, 
website with digital online articles on there. I don't know if they take the best ones and put them on or random ones. I don't know how they do that now, um, but they do have a great website. But the, 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 the bread and butter of the business is the, the, the paper magazines. Wow, which are really? really? That's, that's amazing. They've, they've still got subscribers to it. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So what sort of things did you used to write about? So we do. It was mainly reviews for like up and coming bands, music, uh, live shows. I'd in, interview bands. It wasn't just bands. It was like anything to do with like alternative culture, fashion, those sort of things. Like homeware features in there, wedding dresses. Um, but it's mainly music, and that's anything alternative from punk to like black metal to grunge to glam, and anything that falls under the heavy metal or like rock and roll banner. But it's mainly goth is where their their sort of roots lie uh goth and metal uh, and some industrial stuff too really really anything so it, it was sort of sitting down with someone and we having the old recorder out and um then i yeah sit and chat with them for 20 minutes or so maybe sometimes an hour and i just go back and type it all up and then nikki would format that to go into the to the physical magazine what's like the funniest interview you ever did Oh, funniest. Uh, well, one time when I interviewed Wednesday 13, he uh, was a singer of a band called Murder Dolls, who featured, uh, yeah, he, he featured Joey Jordison from uh, from Slipknot. Um, he was also in Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13's, uh, Gunfire 67, a couple of other bands as, as well, uh, Bourbon Crow. Uh, I interviewed him and I walked in the room and he had this cigarette in his hand in the, the, the venue in, Ox in Reading. I can't remember the name, but it's on the main main street in Reading, a few doors down from the Bugle. And um, oh, and he had the cigarette in his hand, and he sort of quickly went to put it out. And I was like, "Oh, well, I didn't know you could, you could smoke in here." Because obviously, the smoking ban in the UK. And, and I was like, "Oh, he's smoking indoors. That's <laughs> a rebel, man." And he's like, "Oh no, it's one of these uh, like fake cigarettes. It's got like powder in the tip of it, and it lights up at the end to make it look like it was it's real. <laughs> it's just a toy." And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Hang on, All were right. you just in here on your own by yourself?" <laughs> Sat there pretending to have a cigarette. He's like, "Yeah, it's cool, isn't it?" I was like, "Wow, you really are." <laughs> and he was sat there talking to me about like GI Joe for like the next like half an hour. On the topic of those kind of fake cigarettes, do you remember the prank shop that was in Wantage? Pam's Party World. Yes, Pam's Party World. Yes, fake that dog was amazing. Yeah, the, the fart spread, it stank. Oh, oh. Man. Yeah, that was the best. That joke shop was. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that. That was like. My favorite place was in the world great, for man. so long. Yeah, it was amazing. Cool they're like, they're, they're the French bangers. You could buy like French bangers. Mm. And then you could get, if you buy enough of them and put them together, pretty much a little bomb. I mean, you can buy. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me you and get 30 um, French bangers. You, you tape them all up. Well, what, what we did is we, we opened the, they weren't the French bangers. They were the ones that you throw and they sort of pop. But we, yeah. we, we opened all of them and we're making a big ball of this like, gravel that pops so we could make a giant one to throw and then like we just dropped some of the powder in at the end and it, it must have just like sparked against one of the ones that was already on then it all just went up in our faces <laughs> <laughs> it was really traumatic for like 10 seconds <laughs> but when you're 13 it's terrifying do you remember the the toffee uh like cow turds they did what, it i don't like think it was either toffee or fudge and it was like a, a yeah it's supposed to be like a turd it might be dog turd actually and then it yeah. came in like a pizza box. And I think the joke was someone gives pretends to give you a pizza and you open it up. It's like kids. Open it and it's dog dead. 
That's so cool. I missed that shove. Yeah, same. I don't know. I don't know when it closed down, actually. Well, um, um, Linda, uh, God rest her soul, passed away. Uh, oh. he used to run it with her sister. Did she die and that's why it closed? Or she's died since? She was a terrible banger accident. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> She did pass away. No. She's my scout she leader. Did. She's an amazing woman. Oh, she oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that Joke shop slash scout leader. Yeah, that's that's a life well lived. I can't picture her, unfortunately, and that's a shame. Once I was so naughty at scouts, I refused to do the washing up on scout camp, and so she just threw the um, tub of washing up all over me. <laughs> 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 you couldn't do that anymore in the, in the 90s that's acceptable punishment right? but um, that's why I liked her so much like she I mean I was I never refused to do the washing up again after that you know she taught me good, a valuable lesson <laughs> my mum used to beat me with a wooden spoon and so I'm scared of those um, kitchen uh, <laughs> lots of things in the kitchen did you really? yeah yeah Bleep it oh, like the big cooking spoons, the big wooden ones. Yeah, so you get the wooden spoon. My dad used to give me the slipper, and my mum used to give me the spoon. I cannot. Uh, I mean, what What was worse, the slipper or the spoon? Was worse than slipper, actually. I I imagine so. <laughs> it's harder. Also, yeah, I was yeah. getting away from my dad, locked myself in the bathroom. You get hit with a slipper. Like most slippers are pretty floppy, so do they actually even hurt? They've got more of a whipping action. To oh, them. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's like a whip. Whereas the spoon is like solid wood. Yeah. Can't beat your children <laughs> with spoons and slippers anymore. The good old days. <laughs> Political no, cool correctness gone mad. <laughs> or is it health and safety? Health and safety <laughs> gone mad. My mum and dad don't listen to this. You've already... <laughs> you were saying that earlier in the chat, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, they asked if they could listen to it. And I said so many, <laughs> so many things I don't want them to hear. Uh, so yeah I don't have any stories about getting hit alright is there any defining moments in your childhood Luke that you uh, can draw upon that brings fear back oh so many times so many times um, some of them some of them not necessarily not safe air or something like that I might tell you guys but um, yeah I, 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 I used to do naughty things so I, I just used to get a similar, similar thing like a spoon or something or just like told off from I was all right. I was really good, and then I just see something really naughty for like no reason. I don't know why I did it. I was like, "Why have you just like smashed all your sister stuff up?" And I just, like, I don't know. Or like, well, you got, sometimes you've got to do it to realise that not to not do okay. it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I don't know why I was just naughty, naughty sometimes, but then I was so good for so long, and then just sometimes something. Someone would just come over me and I'd just do something stupid. Was it like impulse um, control? Did you suddenly have the urge to do maybe. something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was. One thing that was quite funny is I locked this girl in an aviary once in the pouring rain and no one noticed she was missing for like four hours, like the whole day, the whole the whole day. Well, it wasn't like the whole day, but like from our like childminding session. Like, the, the <laughs> day, was, was when... It was four hours. Girl in the aviary. Yeah, we used to get childminded by... Um, my sister's godmother in Wantage, um, and, and her kids, she's got like five kids, like our age. And um, there's this one girl there, and she'd gone in, we tempted her into the aviary, like they, they kept birds in the back garden. I uh, locked the gate afterwards and then went back inside and forgot, so I playing on like the N64, <laughs> PlayStation, bit of Mario, bit of No Mercy, bit of Goldeneye, like the whole day I went, and then like the childminder was like, has anybody seen 
this particular person and uh then I played dumb. I was like, oh, no, no, I've not seen him in ages. Ooh, I, never, like, I didn't even know who you're talking about. Never yeah, don't know, don't know who you mean. And then it turned out she was in the Avery in the pouring rain, like wet through flowers. And but we all thought it was absolutely hilarious. What still is an Avery? Day. Am I stupid? Is, I it, know, what is, is it something where, it's, it's, where birds live in a cage? Yeah, yeah, it's a so bird cage. So you locked a girl in a cage of birds? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. I bet it she was, doesn't like it? birds anymore. Yeah, it, it, it had like wire mesh. It's like a mesh to it. So the birds could land like oxygen and air. It was like being outside, but it was like cage, huge cage. It wasn't like a locked in a tiny little cage. It was like bigger than the room. I mean, now it's massive, but it was well, still prison, outside in the pouring rain with birds all around you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you spoken to this girl since? Yeah, how's like she doing now? She's probably in some no, mental I, hospital. I haven't it? actually. Every now and traumatized. Sometimes we Facebook stalk her just to see if she's still a real person and we didn't imagine her. She, she does exist. Um, but no one, none of our little friendship group from back then have reached out to be like, sorry that Luke locked you in an Avery. Fuck, I've done some bad things before. I often think about apologizing for them. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, that goes through my head a lot. Mm. When I see people in person, I apologize like for the stupid things I've done. I'm like, really sorry I did this. Or how often know. do they remember it? Most of the time, oh, right. most of the time, like I've I've got a good memory. Like I I've got a really 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 good memory, so like I I can usually make if they can't remember, if someone's got a bit of fog, I can usually put things into perspective. <laughs> so you're just re-injecting <laughs> this memory <laughs> they've forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I locked you in a cage of birds. Uh, no, I can't remember. Any... She's had therapy for <laughs> yes, years <laughs> to block it out, and then you come back and you describe it in minute <laughs> detail to her. And then she sees it all comes flooding right back, and she's got to go back Freeze to the hospital again. Like she was all fine, and then uh, and then she sits down to watch Come Down With Me. <laughs> 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 it just all comes back. So maybe we should talk about that. Um, I have yeah. theories about the show, but I don't want to influence your answer at all. But So how did you end up going on Come Down With Me? So um, we just saw the advert on, on online, I think it was, or maybe at the end of one of the shows, Sophie, my fiance, saw it. Um, and we originally uh, we thought it would be a good idea because we, we have had really good like dinner parties in the past, uh, genuinely good ones, not, not ones that were a, a little bit farcical or silly. Um, and... So we, we applied and they, the, all the producers really liked us. They actually wanted us to do uh, Gogglebox as well. No but, way. Yeah, but that, that never came show, to fruition. That funny. <laughs> um, That's a good no, but they, they really liked us. Um, and we, we liked them. We, we got on really well. We, we sort of stayed in touch with a couple of them. Um, and it sort of just di- di- diverged into like silliness after a little while of being on it. Um, You'd be good on Gogglebox though. Perhaps, yeah, but perhaps I'd have I'd have to watch what I say a little bit. Like, I mean, you'd have to swear, or I don't know. You, I don't know I, what you're allowed sure to do on Google Box. I'm not sure, maybe you can. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll be all right. But uh, yeah, we just signed up, and then they liked our menu. Um, yeah, in, in the usual way. It, the one thing about it is, it, it, with, with Come Diamond Me, is that none of it or very little of it is the first time reaction you see something so something will happen organically and they will then go um okay that was good do that again from this angle <laughs> Shit. so you gotta so, be an actor yeah. Kind of, yeah so like that's why all the conversations when you watch it now on tv 
it sounds like they're reading from a script and they're not it's just the ninth time they've had that conversation mm. so like that's why some of it comes a bit stilted on, on, on tv goggle box is a sham everyone about well, that's come time with me. Gogglebox might be the come time with me is the sham. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. So, like, uh, my theory was that you kind of like realized that if you go on this show, then you could just fuck around and sort of make the most <laughs> mental food ever, and no one could stop you because you get to decide what your own food is. Is that kind of how yeah. it played out? A, a little bit like we got to choose the menu so that that was our own creation and the, the bacon roly poly is something that i do cook in real life a lot i've and seen chef chicken... leopard before mate i've seen you do yeah yeah you my old youtube cooking cookery channel. channel yeah i have my own cookery channel on, on youtube chef leopard. Chef leopard, yeah. um yeah but it's, it's hard to watch back because I, I wasn't like very copious meant to see some of that that's what so, made like, it good yeah. Cringy. I wasn't yeah, was mentis when I watched it. I was like, Ugh. yeah, maybe that's the best way. Yeah. Um, I make sushi and and burgers and and bacon roly poly in, in real time, so it took hours. Um, but it's it's, it's, a, it's a traveler dish. It's a gypsy dish. They call it vasha pudding or uh, bacon pudding, bacon roly poly, that kind of thing. Um, and it always goes down a treat. You know, if anyone's there that puts smiles on people's faces all the time, um, you know, we call it the golden dish because, you know, people can be in a room with some really bad news or there's like some real icy, icy like atmosphere in the room and someone whips out one of them and it's just smiles all around. Um, and then the chicken wings are something, again, that Sophie does make in real life regularly. Uh, they're like, you know, highly acclaimed amongst our friends. People really like them. Um, but then we realised with it being bacon roly-poly, which is in itself a bit of a weird thing if you haven't already heard of it. And with me just an alternative with like a full face of makeup and things like that, um, we just thought it would be good. You, they like you to have a gimmick and a theme. Yeah. So they said, okay, well, why don't you, why doesn't your gimmick be that by be this sort of thing and be a little bit more off the wall a little bit more crazy and why don't you ham these things up a little bit more than those things and and go in at that approach um which we did um that was fine that, that was fine we, we yeah there was an element of me being me especially when i've had a drink being uh, a, a lunatic um so i was like i loved the chicken wings so i was like wolfing them in my mouth and there was like loads of chicken bones hanging out my mouth and i wasn't again doing this uh for the reaction of the camera it's because i was enjoying the, the the chicken wings and stuff like that and i was just, it was all around my mouth and i was like this is like so much i was just having so much fun um and then the next day i was like well i tell you what i i got all this chicken wing food around my mouth i'm gonna leave it on no that wasn't what happened i i noticed as we were leaving that it was still around my mouth like, in a certain light because i put makeup would cover it up and scrub my face but that whatever it is in it turmeric it gets into your skin so even with scrubbing my face and putting makeup on, you could see it. So Sophie was like, do you want to go wash your face again? I'm like, no, I'm going to leave it on. Uh, and then people would be like, oh, you obviously enjoyed your food yesterday. But then they, they never showed the clip. And then it, it was all out of context why I had food around my mouth. Um, like some people were a little bit like, oh, maybe that he was in that, like a character or trying hard to, to maybe like put on a bit of a show. And to a degree, everybody on there was like everyone put their personalities up times times 10 or whatever. You were the best. Um, I had fun. Yeah. And like it, it wasn't taking it seriously. We have no disillusion that we were going to win. Like we weren't shocked. But at you all. acted at the end. You yeah. acted like you were like. Yeah. Like shocked. you couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, we um 
no, we, we, we weren't surprised that, that we lost that. <laughs> um, just just from and it was it was difficult because we didn't actually enjoy like the second meal that much. And we actually thought ours tasted better. Yeah. Um, so that that was quite difficult to convey because we'd already come across as like the wacky couple. And like, so are we going to be like silly comedy or and then the other couple are like the straight couple. So like, I was like, so how are we going to like navigate this? So I'm now being the straight one and they're the silly one. Like, so it's difficult. I think once um, you spat the food into each other's mouth, <laughs> yeah. there's no coming back. You can't 100% really be at that, the straight man after that. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about this off air. So, so with that, that is something that Sophie and I do regularly. That wasn't invented for the show. That wasn't like for the camera, any, any anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do little things like that, and we did a few little things like that on our own night. They just didn't make the air. And interestingly, people didn't really notice. And actually, when we do do it in real life, um, which isn't so much these days now because we never <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> Everyone's like living indoors now, but um, people don't really notice because it just looks like you're giving each other a kiss quickly. But because it was in this clinical, sterile environment where everyone's overanalyzing everything it got like not blown out of proportion but it got like focused on a lot more than we thought it would um so you so you it was it as a kind of like habit that you you often yeah do. it's a sign of endearment like me and Sophie as well because just like i'll eat food out of her mouth so i mean so <laughs> <laughs> um i ain't inviting you around for christmas dinner right well yeah we did we didn't um it, the whole turkey we didn't... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people were like, oh, maybe they invented that for the show or, or something like that. But no, it, it wasn't. That is something that we do. Um, I, I did assume that you were just trying to fuck with them. But yeah. There was a degree of that. There, there, there was an element of that when we were, because of the nature of our menu was a little bit crazy. Yeah. They, we were like, well, we can, we weren't taking it very seriously, put it that way. And then the, the lads, um, the, the, the two guys that turned up to our house, even though it came across on camera, like, uh, the gay couple and Sophie and I clashed a little bit, and we were rivals. That wasn't the case at all. Like we were Are actually you still in like, really with any of them. We were up until about a year ago or so, um, or maybe a bit longer now. I forget how long we've been in, in lockdown, but we were we stayed in touch with the the gay couple. Unfortunately, I don't think that's still together anymore. Mm. Ryan and Warren, I think they were called. Uh, but no, yeah, we really really hit off. But then we had a lot of fun, and they they, they, they got our sense of humour, and we got theirs. The, the older couple, Martin and I've forgotten her name now. But we we I liked Martin. I got on with him, but his wife Ruth, I think it was. There was there was just we didn't click very well. I just didn't. Just our auras just didn't mesh, or whatever it may be. We were on the same frequency at all, and and that I think showed a little bit where we were sort of biting our lip a little bit, like trying to like be nice but actually it probably would have made better tv if i was like your lamb tastes like shit (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know i thought that was a bit mean and yeah you guys were really nice to uh, polite on it i thought you know what it's like this thing where like i've got this rule where like i really 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 don't think people should ever really unless there's an odd statistical anomaly be upset with someone for something they didn't intentionally mean to cause offense by mm. and then when someone is offended by something that wasn't yeah, it's intentionally... all about intention right yeah. if someone's got the intention yeah yeah but then i get like annoyed like really angry when people get offended by things that weren't deliberately meant to be offended yeah. and maybe the person that was offensive in the first place should have maybe thought read the room this might cause offense here perhaps but like nothing we ever did was designed to like offend the other people there or anything like that or or upset anybody and that's why we you know we're nice about fruits lamb 
and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's all about in, intention. So, we're like when we were like eating out of each other's mouths, or it's maybe still, had a bit right, too much. To drink. Even every time you're saying that, it's still <laughs> you trying to put make it out to be like an okay normal thing. <laughs> The more times you say it, I'm more, I am more like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? That's <laughs> yeah. fine. That's do it all the time. But she'd already chewed it, so like, oh, I was literally just yeah. She did the hard Would work. You spit <laughs> it out? Like, because like she, she doesn't want to spit it out on the plate, yeah. so you know it's, it's going to go to a good home. Don't they? They fucking regurgitate food into each other's mouth. Yeah. If it's okay exactly. for the birds, why is it not okay for us? But isn't it funny how we've got these like social paradigms of things that are and aren't acceptable? Like in some countries, you wouldn't dare show the sole of your foot, but here, yeah. quite a common thing to see on a beach on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. like a floating foot just in the sea. You know, Jaws has been in town. But um, you know, so things that are like normal, you know, you, you probably chew up some food and spit it in someone's mouth. I don't know somewhere in I don't know the Amazon rainforest to, <laughs> yeah. to a baby or something. I don't know. After we I, finished in, this that. interview. I am going to spit some food into Ross's mouth and, and see how it makes me feel. Do it now. Do no, it now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I just think it's weird how we've got all these like rules and paradigms in place of things that aren't like hurting anybody, but they're there. Like We always put our knives and forks straight on a plate like that when we finish the meal. Why do we do that? Is it easier for the person playing? They're like, why do we do it? We just do things because it's the done thing. We don't know why we do it. We just do it. Maybe. It annoys me sometimes. There may be a I sort can of, think uh... of a lot of reasons I don't spit food into other people's mouths. So, right. Maybe it's, a, it's probably but why not? Why, why, why then? Yeah. Why, why don't you spit food into people's mouths? Uh, like I guess you'd, it would be a response to not knowing. Especially like... with COVID. Like, but this is pretty. I suppose you wouldn't do it in like a restaurant to a stranger. You what's that? You wouldn't do it to a restaurant. It's got. I, I wouldn't mind what you mean in regards to the fact that you're like, if you're kissing someone with tongues, then it's it's almost it's it's like on the same level as mm, that. Yeah, true. And in, oh, yeah. it's like a bonus, but you get a bit of bonus food actually. Maybe, but I I think it's but the it's previously literally... chewed food in my mouth that I would have a problem with. But like, <laughs> but, I can see but like, okay, so let's what not about this? Always tried it actually. I might Say let's like, give it okay. a go after afterwards. What if your partner had just has? It's a food you really like. Whatever your favorite food is, your partner's just put it in their mouth. They've chewed it and they go, ah, actually, I don't like this. And they take it out and they put it on their plate. Mm. Would you then eat that scrap of food that had been in their mouth? Nah. Not even Diaz. The only the person I do that about? for is the Queen of England, and that, that's it. I'm sure she wouldn't want you to. Do I think that's like <laughs> a law. No, I think you do have to chew the Queen's food if she asks. I think yeah, everyone once in their lifetime has to chew the Queen's food. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it for the Queen. It's part of your duty as an Englishman. But, but like, is that the bit that grosses people out? The fact it was already chewed, or was it the mouth-to-mouth feeding experience? Or what was the? What, I'm like... not even sure. I. I couldn't even explain why it's gross on sort of like a, a logical layout, uh, logical level. Um, I food that's already been chewed, it's kind of like it's started to digest already. So, like, at what at what stage in the digestion process does it then become inappropriate? I guess. Yeah. Well, I definitely like pooing someone. Yeah, right. yeah. Would you? Yeah. Eat a poo? Yes. <laughs> would, I, I that's the question wouldn't. of the podcast. Would you I, eat a I poo? Person, Text in person, everyone. I don't think I would, but <laughs> like, if but, people do, if people want to do that, great, go for it. Just make sure you brush your I'd teeth and you don't get. Poo. I would. 
What do you think the Queen's poo is like? It's like probably the not that. Probably the taste. Because it's Leave the man. No, but she's asked me to do it in this situation. I'm saying, like, I'm not just going to sneak up into the Buckingham Palace and fucking ninja clothes and go eat, like take a poo out of the toilet. I'm having you do afternoon that. tea with the Queen, and she's asked, and at the end of it, she's she's gone in her little chamber pot, <laughs> and she just says, like says Luke in the, "Have a little in the, nibble in the underground uh, wantage bit." I would nibble a bit of the Queen's poo. <laughs> but only her, not anyone else. Like, it's the fucking Queen, Ross. I'll probably get a knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> An OBE for shit eating. Let's not say what this was for, but certainly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good opportunity for me. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you, you had. <laughs> Uh, you had a lot of backlash on the internet um, about yeah, that. Yeah, I was reading them all out when he was <laughs> fucking on earlier. Yeah, Liam, Liam didn't realise, just for the people watching this, that I joined this call before we came on air. And so I was sat here waiting for Liam. <laughs> and for about... reading out abusive comments yeah. about Luke. The best... Oh, yeah, <laughs> the best... oh, there's another one calling them tramps again. <laughs> It was the best part of 10 minutes. He just sat there and read all the abuse I've received over the past few months. I was looking at the yeah. reading of my phone, wasn't I? It's your fault. It's not my fault at all, dude. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry, yeah. Luke. But anyway, it's not... A... <laughs> I think, oh, Luke's here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, number one, the quality of fucking traps again. That's pretty brutal. It's <laughs> 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 horrible. You know what though? It's one of those things where all, all the positive comments and people reaching out, it, 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 it completely for me. Even though there's less of them, obviously. It completely <laughs> yeah. all I'm going to say I was <laughs> scrolling through a while. I didn't see any of these, any of the positive ones. We we, we get the odd, we get the odd uh, comment or someone coming up in oh, real life. Oh, thank God! Um, finally, they brought we spit food into each other's mouths yeah. now. Thank thank God. <laughs> so you justify it now. Brought someone attention it to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I was going to ask. Have you had any backlash in real life? And also, did the comments uh, that people leave like uh, offend you at all, or were you, or was that just part of the course? Like you, you knew you yeah, were on TV, and you knew that. Was that that's a good question. Um, I mean, like being a goth in uh, like a sleepy little market town, you're used to like people like calling like horrible comments, people starting on you, and just like giving you shit all the time. So like, it's more, like that's sort of sec second nature, really. I'm gonna get abuse, even if I've done like a five star Michelin like meal, that my appearance still would have caused comments. Or even if um, I look normal, but I still made the the same meal, that would have caused comments. There's always gonna be something. Um, the dog caused a couple of comments, um, but. That that didn't really bother me. Sophie's not looked at the comments. I think that would really piss her off. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's not got a very thick skin, so I think that would annoy her a little bit. Um, so she's decided not to look at them. Uh, but it doesn't really bother me too much. The ones that are like personally spiteful and unjustifiably so are, are annoying. But that's part and parcel of being on on YouTube, I guess. The YouTube comments anywhere aren't a particularly pleasant place. Um, but like no, not not really. It doesn't bother me too much. The unjustified comments or the the ignorant comments annoy me. They frustrate me a little bit, but they don't like upset me. Um, 
you know, I, I do look a little bit stupid. My food was a little bit weird. Um, we did do something which is somewhat of a social faux pas in 2020 or whatever year we're in at the moment. Um, so yeah, a lot of it was justified. A lot of it wasn't. Depends on what the comment was. Some of, even some of the insults are quite nice though. Like when they called you, like someone thought they were mugging you off, calling you Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> but fucking hell. Yeah, I know that's. If someone yeah, described me as as Johnny Depp. I, I'd, yeah. be, I'd love it. Hundred percent. That's that's not an insult to me at all. Yeah. I like how analytical you're being about it. So like, oh yeah, that's that's a fair comment. Even this second, you're. Oh, that's not. That's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> this person, absolutely not. <laughs> So has it has it spilled over into your everyday life? Well? Yeah, has anyone ever no. noticed, you, recognised you, in, uh, like, are um, you the guy from that show? Have they ever, has that ever happened? Yeah, a couple of people in the street have, have noticed me. Um, one person that I used to work with who I'd actually, I'd actually um, not say you call it skiving in real life, what do you call it when you're ringing sick? It worked. Is it called skiving still? Skiving, yeah, skiving, yeah, skiving, like, like, skiving work, yeah, it was like skiving work um, to do come dine with me. So the person that I was working with at the time bumped into me like a couple of years later and said he saw it and he thought it was really good. Um, and then someone else where I worked before where I work now just mentioned on the off chance, oh, I saw you on TV last night. So it's usually when it re-airs, it, it comes on again every like year or so. And people tend to say, oh, I saw you on TV, but most people in my like social group know, and no one at work has ever found it like inappropriate or anything like that. It doesn't like clash with the morals or values most of people any. I think it's great, what... man. It's got, I can tell you now, it's got been posted around a lot of my friends. It was on, and everyone thought Although it was the, hilarious. Yeah, that's it. It was, it was meant to be tongue in cheek yeah, yeah. silliness and, and make people laugh. People who it, are of a similar ilk to myself laugh, and it did make people of a similar ilk to myself laugh. And there was a lot of us. Yeah, um, one lady that I did work with actually, I used to speak to like every day, she sit next to me at work. She was like a come dine with me fanatic. And I told her about this episode. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I was like, oh, well, this is the episode number. This is the season. Go and watch it. And then she never spoke to me again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that was a coincidence or not. Yeah. Come dine with me, fanatic as well. But there was like loads of things on there that we couldn't do because all my clothing is branded. I wear like lots of horror punk t-shirts or horror movie t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, and it was all brand branded. So I had to turn my tops inside out a lot. Oh. And like my rings, like there was Blur this special. It out, like Ross has to well, everything I say. A, a ring that I wore had Frankenstein on it and one had Dracula. And we had to, I had to like show that they were in the public domain because the films are so it's old now. Dracula, man. It's- yeah, because they were like, oh no, that is the Bella Lugosi one from 1931. So that that is that you're you're promoting that film. I was like, no, because that image is, is within the public domain now, and it isn't Bella Lugosi. It's a stereotypical Dracula I- image, and so I won. I got to keep it on, but it's just having these sort of discussions with people. That's such a funny like contrast between like product placement and sort of copyright. Where if mm-hmm. you people would pay to have something in the show, but then you can't have something in the show. If, someone didn't pay that's that's well that's exactly it because if that's the whole point is that you have to pay so that's what makes it it valuable advertising space is like trillion dollar industry or something ridiculous like advertising space is like mad it it upsets me every time you see a sitcom like and it's got a product in it that it's fucking placed in there and there's an agreement but they have to tell you at the beginning of the show now don't they if you're on radio, because when I do radio, I have to say, like, if I'm plugging something, I have to say, and by the way, this particular company paid me to say this. 
if I'm if, if they have you know what you're not allowed to do you, according to Ofcom you, you you can't pretend something's great give it a shining review and they've given you like a thousand pounds to say that mm. do you know Brannigan's crisps that have the beef and mustard flavor mm. I'm gonna I tried to write them a letter and I couldn't find a contact detail about how much I love their crisps to see if they were giving me free ones and I couldn't <laughs> find a contact uh, this was in like 2008 so maybe maybe they don't make them anymore I don't know but they were so nice <laughs> I don't know what kind of crisps they are. are they get what kind of flavors they do. I've heard of Brannigans like, before. They come in like paper packets instead of like, instead of like film, um, instead of like aluminium. Whatever it's made of, what is it made of plastic? Hmm. Uh, plastic and like coated with aluminium or something. Yeah, yeah. Aluminium. So like, they used to come in paper bags, and they were thick and really spicy, proper thick cut crisps. Oh, honestly. I've just gone on about product placement and how it's like a bad thing, and there's me shamelessly plugging these crisps. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no contradiction. Going to get lo- loads of people going to eat them. We get thousands of listeners. Yeah, no, that's, really a, nice. that's a fraudulent claim. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you got coming up, man? Uh, up in the future, uh, at the moment, it's a bit of a quiet patch. Um, I'm trying to get both myself and my partner's health on track. We are hopefully moving house in the next couple of weeks again. It's our 11th house move in four and a half years. Fucking hell, uh, what's going on with that? Yeah, we, we move a lot. Um, it's probably my travel travel of blood. I've got like from like, my dad's side of the family, I've got like travel of blood. So maybe it's that. You get itchy it's if you not, stay somewhere too long. Not... It's actually Sophie that likes to move. I'm quite happy to stay in the same place, actually. Uh, but we <laughs> yeah, because moving sucks, man. Down. I hate moving. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate it. And like, I work. I'm I'm a I'm a property consultant for a tech company. Wow. So like all, all day, it's it's not as flashy as it sounds at all. I talk to people all day about moving house, and then I have to move house all the time. Yeah. So like, my life's really boring. Um, projects and stuff. I I. Uh, are a co-host of a radio show, um, a wrestling radio show, um, and that try- keeps me busy because I run the social media platform there. Um, and I'm hoping to get back into the studio once everything goes back to whatever normal was before. So, what is a what does a wrestling show like consist of? So, what we do is um, we, we're based up in the northeast of England, which is like one of the hotbeds in the UK for, for local independent wrestling promotions. So we like take on, we have like guests of local wrestling shows, local wrestlers, promoters, things like that, promoting their shows, interviews with them, sometimes some, some fairly big names, sometimes ones you may not have heard of unless you're, you're part of the scene. Uh, and we review and we talk about and discuss and give opinions on any news, but the, the wrestling um sort of business there's news every day there's, there's there's always news stories every day um we just sort of break down our opinions and thoughts on, on what's going on in the news and wrestling at the moment ah nice it, it takes up a lot of time it takes up a lot of my time that wrestling's one of your biggest passions right like i remember 100 percent. yeah i've been a fan since i was like <laughs> haven't you yeah, liked yeah. it since you were like fucking like two or three years old or something yeah yeah like the first time i ever remember watching it was at my great grandmother's caravan when I was a little kid, and she died when I was two. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I've got a really, really good memory. Yeah, and I remember man. what I had on I my little dungarees and the plate in front of me, and I remember like the whole setup of the ring where the cat was sat. And she had WrestleMania six on the TV, which was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Fucking and man. I just remember that, like I was just, I thought it was He Man, like, yeah. like the Dolph Lundgren. That's my brother, like, but that's my brother. Don't bring <laughs> him up. Lee Man's ancient Lee-Man. brother. Uh, no, but oh no, but it is actually my brother, man. Me and Luke have his. Yeah, it's actually like, his brother, and we yeah. we can't bring it up right now because. Yeah, we 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 don't bring. It up. 
So I, yeah, I thought I was watching He-Man. I just got hooked um, from then. But obviously, I, I like as I become a bit bigger, could articulate myself better. I tell my mum that I wanted the VHS tapes to watch because we didn't have American TV in England, so I couldn't keep up. It is really was a hobby. Just I'm probably a little bit autistic, probably because like by the age of like four or five, I could tell you where like all the wrestlers like how much they weighed, where they came from, what their finishing move was, do a little impression of them, which really annoyed my mum. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so probably like really, really like autistic. He's your favorite one, wrestler one, of all time. Probably the Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington. What did what uh, did he was he WWF? Or... He was for a little bit. He he's from Wigan in, in Manchester, yeah. um, and he he go he went over to Canada and became a big star there, and he's big in Japan. Um, but he was in the WWF. He's in a tag team called the British Bulldogs with his cousin, and his cousin went on to become the British Bulldog, who was more famous out of the two. But um, Dynamite Kid was the his tag partner when they were the British Bulldogs. Uh, just really, really good wrestler. Oh, nice. You're you're pretty good on Instagram. Have you taken some lessons from your marketing to get like that? Like, how did you end up growing an audience? Um, do you know what? A lot of it is is because I've got a lot of hobbies that are quite different to each other. So that means I have like groups of friends in different walks of life like I'm like I've got like a load of friends from the wrestling community and that's a huge thing a huge part of my life but I'm also part of like the horror punk community was like playing horror punk music and that again is a big part of my life I, I'm a part of the Undead 13 podcast which has been going 10 years this year um and and so that is another like sub subgroup and then um i've traveled all up and down the uk there's only like a few places i've not been i haven't been to daventry i've not been to utoxeter there's like two other like like major places like cities and big towns that i've not been um and I said, so i've got like lots of just like friends in different places so that when it all comes together online on one platform it probably seems like a lot but actually it's just because i've i'm, I'm a social butterfly and just have different hobbies in different areas Oh, nice. I suppose that's the same as everybody. Like, surely everybody like is is like that to a degree. Probably. Uh... I think I think I'm one of those people where I meet someone once and I think like you're my best friend. Yeah. So like, no, no, I'm I the same as once. you with that man. Like, like, yeah, you've got, shit, you've got shit tons of friends all over the world, and I'm starting to get like that as well. I always used to be impressed by the amount of friends you have on Facebook, and but I'm actually starting to ca- catch up with you now. Especially doing yeah. this podcast with Ross. Is Instagram the one you kill it most on? Mm, I, I'm more on Facebook, to be honest. Oh, Same, more, man. I didn't um, use Instagram either. Facebook's the one. Yeah, my, my Instagram is linked to my Facebook. So, like, the posts from Instagram just go straight mm-hmm. to, to Facebook. Um, I, I try and keep in touch with all my friends. Like, the horror punk scene is really big in Germany and in America, particularly like the Northeast, like New Jersey, places like that. Uh, so I try and keep in touch with all of those guys and same like the wrestling's worldwide, like especially like America. Um, so yeah, it keeps me busy. And I've always got people like wanting to chat at different hours because of the time differences. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where I guess it's it's fun to have friends online, but it's also you don't want to get like too wrapped up on like online stuff and neglect stuff that's going on in real life. So there's, you've oh, got to have sure. a balance. Mm. So like for me, it's, I don't get notifications on my phone. What's that? Any you apps? Turn your notifications off. I, d- mm. I don't have any notifications at all on my phone. Uh, I just find I'd be looking at it all the time if I did. So I, I never have notifications. I, I'll check my Facebook like five, six times a day, but I won't like ping, ping when someone's messaging just because it would be in my hand all the time and I'd never get any work done. That's interesting. I noticed you uh, have a unique look on your Instagram. Do you? How? What percentage of that is like makeup, and what percentage of that is like editing the photos? 
So um, I wear a lot of makeup in my pictures, like a, a lot, like a hell of a lot. And I also airbrush them as well. Okay. How long? <laughs> Not all of them. You spend on each photo? Probably less than a minute. Oh, like, really? okay. Prob- prob- yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably about thirty seconds or something. Um, is but like it's not every. But sometimes I'll like turn the gamma up to like make me look like I'm like almost like I, I like you know old photos. I try and like turn the gamma up or down or I put it in black and white, but I put like a little bit of color on it just so like you can sometimes see like the color peeping through. And people are like, have you edited that? Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a black and white person. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like give myself like a new nose or like make it look like I'm wearing clothes I'm not wearing or like give myself like you know bigger eyes or something like that. But I, I do if I if I'm like look if I make up smudged or if I don't look right, then yeah, I, I will. I will airbrush a picture. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Not all of them. Like it just depends if a certain one. If if, if I like if I if I was like. I take that picture and I want to post it. I'm like, but I actually was in a really good place there and I've got a good vibe going on here. Um, but I've actually got like, I don't know, like smudgy makeup or something. Then I'll, or like I'll, a red I'll spot or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I could airbrush out my man boobs. <laughs> I've got man boobs too. I just woke up on my 30th birthday with bits there that wasn't there before. Weren't there before? Yeah, literally overnight. Woke up on that day and I put on two stone and then like and boobs what a birthday as well. Person. I've got no, I'm not nurturing children. Why are they? What are the, what's the point in that? I did. I I can track my when I got man boobs a while ago. I uh, it was like I quit smoking and then started working at a pizza restaurant and I got free pizzas every day. Uh, <laughs> like, in the space of like I don't know how long I've got. There for probably like less than two months, but I'd like put on like a stone. <laughs> yeah, quitting smoking will do it as well, man. Is that yeah, like it's probably the combination of both. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I was just unhappy just... with my teeth for like a year. <laughs> yeah, I've not had a cigarette since 28th of December, and oh, um, so I actually used like psilocybin to, to like stop things like al- wanting alcohol and cigarettes and things like that, and it's, it's really worked. But oh, yeah, that was something else I wanted to talk to you about. I find really interesting. You post about like the benefits of um, psychedelic drugs on mental health. I find that very interesting. Yeah, it, it's one again. I I, it, I say it's one of those things. That's my catchphrase on this on this podcast. Yeah. But it is one of those things where you got to be careful with it. Too. I, I don't want to over promote it to the point like, hey kids, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same with any medicine where if you abuse it, not many you're children end up... listen to this podcast, or not no. many people. <laughs> but like, I, I am pro- prolifically passionate about like the benefits of psilocybin and psychedelics. But at the same time, it's the same with anything where if you abuse it, then of course it, it can lead to disaster. People say, well. Um, I, I'll say something positive about it. That someone say, I even my friend took like six tabs of acid and he ended up in psychosis. And I was saying, yeah, well, that's like drinking eight bottles of vodka. Like, it's okay to have a, a glass of vodka on a Friday night, like a shot of vodka with a, a Coke. That's fine. But you wouldn't drink eight bottles of vodka in one go. And that's the same as, as six tabs of Like, people, because it's not regulated and it's not on the tip of people's tongue what's a normal amount. And it's not suitable if you've got certain mental health problems, certain psychosis issues. It's not suitable. But the same as any medicine wouldn't be suitable if you had certain medical issues anyway. So, like, it's it's in the right environment and in the right medical, like, application of it. I think it's a wonder drug, personally, or a wonder. Um, I, well, I think, it, I think it, I think a lot with um, 
uh, LSD. Like, uh, I know it's not as natural like psilocybin. Uh, mm. But I think LSD is a wonder drug. I think that could be researched more for, for mental health. I've never yeah, been 100%. as happy. It's the happiest I've ever been of the few times I've taken LSD. Yeah. And if you can do you know what you, you should that, do? You, you should take a tab of acid and cut it up into nine even pieces, like, yeah, cut, cut it into like a rule of thirds, and then just like have like one ninth of a tab a day. Really? What, like what time of day does this usually yeah. take place? Is this before you go to bed or is this a, right in the morning? Uh, when I'm microdosing, it's in the morning. Okay. And you don't feel when it when at I'm all, microdosing. or you feel it slightly, you but you, that much, not, no, you don't feel like you're flipping out or anything like that when you're microdosing. I don't. Anyway, I feel a bit uplifted. Um, it regulates my sugar level. Well, one thing I will swear by is lion's mane mushroom, uh, which, as far as I'm aware, isn't psychoactive in the way that it makes you trip out or makes you think you're somewhere where you're not. Like, like you're you say it regulates uh, your sugar level. We didn't mention, actually, because uh, you're diabetic, aren't you? Like, yeah, I'm some type 1 diabetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have been since 1990. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah. have you heard anyone else uh, experience a similar thing who has diabetes? Uh, only on, you know, you've got like Facebook groups. Mm. Uh, so strange strangers online. I, I I've heard say similar things, and people say all sorts. I uh, you know I was telling someone about a time I thought I was an exhaust pipe earlier. Um, so yeah, people people say lots of things online. Um, but yeah, the, the lion's mane one definitely helps, and there's one called turkey tail as well, which is a mushroom, and again that is really 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 good for people. I, I recommend a documentary called Fantastic Fungi. They haven't paid me to say that, um, but uh, it's, it's sponsored really... by Fantastic, Fantastic Fungi. I think we've got the T-shirt on. Oh, dope. nice. <laughs> yeah, I recommend that. It is a good watch. Um, it seems to help me and it seems to help others, uh, but I'm not uh, ignorant to the fact that in the wrong hand, in the wrong dosage, the wrong mindset, the wrong company. Don't fucking take it disastrous. if you're in psychosis, like you said earlier, man. Like, yeah. Like or, there's there's, there's so out. many variables that will make it mm. bad to take. The same with all drugs. Mm. Everything in so, moderation. Yeah. yeah. I don't, 100%. There's this uh, YouTube guy online, and I'm unfortunately blanking on his name, but he's basically like a doctor, and he always <laughs> talks about... Um, uh, basically, uh, so and so has gone to the emergency room, presenting with uh, some fucking mental thing going on with their body, and uh, yeah. like it's always from doing excessive amounts of like, like an everyday thing, like eating too much like licorice or like. <laughs> oh, some geese have died from eating too much yeah, licorice. Yeah, that recently. might have been the that might have been the video. Yeah, really. Well, that, like, but this guy was eating like a shit ton of licorice. Yeah, like, yeah. only yeah. eating licorice, and it turns out it's got some poisonous thing in it you know like fucking like, cherry seeds have cyanide in them and stuff like yeah that. like, like microscopic so, amounts yeah too much sorry for interrupting that's you. all right man. but licorice is dangerous kids because i know we've got a lot of kids listening <laughs> well, no, yeah, <laughs> only one just... packet of licorice all sorts it's funny day. it's funny watching all his videos and you're like and i don't know if it's on his one or oh no it was on a true crime thing i was watching actually this is different but someone that was poisoning their husband with eye drops. And like, mm-hmm. I would right. not have known that eye drops or any kind of eye drops. Because they go in your body, you. so you'd think they'd be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. Like... I guess a small amount over time is like cyanide poisoning, you know, you, you die. But can't like ninjas take a small amount of cyanide every day? And then by the time like they're like 30, they're immune to cyanide poisoning. Or is that, is that an urban myth? I don't know. I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> 
I wouldn't advise Don't that. try anything we said yeah. at home. This is not an advice show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Try Apart it at someone else's house. Oh. <laughs> you got any more questions, Liam? Uh, why are we here? What's the point? Love. Love. Love is all around us. That's a good fucking answer. Have you enjoyed the show? Yeah, big time. I've, I've, I've liked catching up with you too. It's been, yeah, I've known Liam since, what, September 99, Ross a couple yeah. of years after that. So, like, we go way back to, like, the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. I don't remember how I first met you. I just, I remember knowing you early on. But I'm yeah, sure, like, I think it was, like, Steve met. Beard. Yeah, was it like Steve Jamie? Beard? Yeah. Me and Luke yeah, had a lot of classes together and we used to make up our own little fantasy games and worlds and our that teachers were sumo wrestlers and I made up a character called Frank. But... <laughs> oh yeah, Frank, yeah. You remember Frank? That was awesome. I wish I, I still had, I threw, I always throw all my shit away. I wish I still the had Donnie some Darko rabbit. <laughs> I, yeah, no, 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 I don't like that. He's just some guy with a big weird head. <laughs> yeah, weird? he was cool. One one thing that we didn't touch on that I wanted to bring up was on the come down with me. Some people were like, "How can you kiss your dog on the mouth? Because that's gross." Yeah, I do that with Beatrice all the time, but yeah. not in front of people. Yeah, but you do it all the time. So why not in front of people? <laughs> because people say uh, people don't like it. Beatrice you know they should like. But the thing is, right, with Ollie, we've trained him so he doesn't like, he doesn't sniff anything dirty outside. He doesn't like lick his dick or his balls or his ass. He doesn't like eat shit or like sniff things on the floor. He doesn't sniff oh, I snug. bet when you're not looking, he licks his balls. No, he doesn't. We, my we, balls. No, he as doesn't, soon as we, no one's we, looking, we are, I would be straight down there. We, we, we're meticulous with him. He brushes his teeth. He's got, not every he day, but he, his we have to. Did you just say? Well, we brush his teeth for him. <laughs> um, I thought you said he brushes his teeth. That was amazing. Imagine him, like, sat there. Yeah. No, but he's And, like, he is, like, super, super clean. He's not, like, a dirty dog. If he was, like, a big slobbering dog that, like, mm. sniffs his dick and shit and stuff, I probably wouldn't have kissed him on the mouth. But yeah, with yeah. Ollie, he's That's... cleaner than me. Would you kiss this dog? Uh, no. 100%. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dogs that's... just want affect all animals and all everything just yeah. wants affection. But that's the context people miss though when they see. Uh, was it your partner who kissed the dog or you? I can't remember. I can't remember which one we both. You both. Do had it, so I don't know which. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what made it into the show. Because <laughs> you're probably <laughs> yeah. So you have the context of the fact the that this is a clean dog. Rewatching it. Uh, was there anything you sort of picked up on, like watching it back, that you didn't? And also with the dog, I was just about to say, like. People don't understand the context of that, so they're assuming that it's like their dog who fucking sees a giant shit on the floor and eats it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what? Yeah, what did you pick up on uh, from rewatching it that you didn't notice? Or... From rewatching it, well, we didn't get to see the final cut before it aired. Okay. Um, so watching it like watching it like the first time, um, it was, it was like the first time we'd actually seen it. Um, they, they cut out some really good bits and they they left in some some shitty bits. <laughs> I thought, but that's that's that was always going to happen, I guess. Mm. I think, um, there wasn't a, 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 it was, it was, I hate saying it was what it was or it is what it is, but this is exactly what it was, you know, (laughs) it's kind of what we thought it would be. It wasn't anything like, oh my god, we didn't mean to come off like that, or well, I I think it's one of the best episodes of Come Dine with Me I've ever seen. 
Like, so I like I it. I really enjoyed it, but I, I can't, it's I can't really funny. Sure, say that it's because I already have a rapport with you and sort of know you previously. Yeah, yeah, it's quite epic yeah. when you know the Yeah, yeah, like for that. sure. So you kind of yeah. know the concept. You know what Luke's like outside of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, well, I thought it was a very accurate representation of what what That's you were what, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spitting food into each other's mouth. I could imagine <laughs> you doing that. I've seen you eat a kebab off the floor before. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, it was nice. Actually, I say it was really nice. There was this KFC that I found a hot wing with a footprint in it uh, in Camden High Street once, and it was like the nicest piece of chicken I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> oh, I still stand by that now. Yeah, it's out outside. Um, nice. You know, like on the roundabout where the entrance is to the train station in Camden. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a piece of chicken there with a footprint in it, and still to this day, it's like one of the nicest oh, things yeah, I've ever exactly. eaten. You must have the toughest stomach in the world. <laughs> But it's like no, what you said earlier, like, where do you draw the line? Because, like... Everyone has their own line. Yeah, like, if it's on the... There's the three-second rule if something's on the floor. But what about... What about... <laughs> what about, the, you know, 2,000-second rule? If it's been on the floor for 2,000 yeah. seconds. That's what people say about uh, food they dropped on the floor just to make them feel themselves too. Like, I'm sure as soon as it touches the floor, it's contaminated with whatever is on the floor. Yeah, how long does it take to contaminate? I think it's like, instant. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I would say like now. Now I as soon as it touches anything, and it's going to be germs. Yeah, on your yeah. As well, when so. I used to work it at a pizza restaurant, I used to in the being a KP, they plates used to come back mm. with slices of pizza on it, right? And I'd eat that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think it's wasteful. Even though like they've had bites out of it and shit. Yeah, and they'd yeah. leave half it's a glass of wine. I'm not so. pouring that down this thing. No, God no. Yeah, no, that's Canada. awful. Oh, I'll be fucked at the end of it. Salmon, <laughs> bit of salmonella. And everything. I think now I'm 34. 34? It's very different oh, to shit, me. Well, 34. Well, I'm nearly. To, no, I'm 34 this year. December the third. You are. December right. the fourth. Yeah. Is it the fourth? Well done. Because it's, it's, it's my same as my sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So you, yeah, yeah, that's you how I remember you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, we're old. How did this happen? I don't know, Gradually. but yeah, like, <laughs> very, behind my back. Very um... different to me at twenty-three. So, like, I probably now wouldn't eat chicken off the floor, uh, especially like my partner is like completely not like that. <laughs> so, like, I think I think I've I wouldn't say matured because that, that's not an accurate reflection, but I've evolved a little bit, you know, since since that that yeah. time where I was eating food off the floor and things. And I'd still maybe drink a beer that I found on the floor. But now, now with COVID, everyone's like a little bit like apprehensive of like viruses what and germs and bacteria a little yeah, more yeah. than they were before. Yeah. So who knows? But I don't. I think now it, me, twenty twenty one is probably very different to me in you know two thousand and nine or whatever it may have been. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite food? Sushi. Would you eat sushi off the floor? I wouldn't advise that. Probably not, because it probably not, because it's like a delicate thing. Well, like it has to be the right, the right temperature and the right everything has to be like spot on. And if so, you're going for fish as well, that's dodgy if you don't know how long it's been. There. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be eating raw fish that you find on the floor. Smart man. <laughs> that's what that's what we recommend is intelligent glory. <laughs> you got to pick don't, like the yeah. right, the right. Basically, yeah. saying solid. <laughs> Twiglet. Okay. <laughs> Sushi, not okay. Oh, be careful with the twiglets though, because it might just be a stick. So be careful. Shit on it. Dog poo, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it when you mistake dog poop for, for chocolate ice cream. <laughs> the worst. But <laughs> you bite into it. Twiglets are an enigma of food because they are absolutely they're not good, but they're the most Moorish thing. Like I can eat, I, I can them. buy a big bag and I'll smash them like as quick as any of a pack of uh, crisps. But they're not good. You know what? That Mr. Bean where he just sm- sm- smears Marmite on twigs out of his window. That's like exactly... That's a classic. Like. Yeah. Do you know what? I was taking things for dog poo, but dog shit just reminds me, like, um, I was with Ray Ray once uh, around the back of the, the alleyway, around the back of the fire yeah. station. There was this big leaf on the floor in autumn. Mm. And he was, look, everyone, a crunchy leaf. And he went to stand on it, and it was a dog shit. And he... <laughs> But I felt really sorry for him, so I stood in the dog shit too, so we could be the same. And then we went around to like a friend Fiona's house, and we forgot because we were like messed up. And we like tread like dog shit all over her house. <laughs> and then she was like, "How could you stand in dog shit and not realise?" Like, "Oh no, we stood on it on purpose." No, no I stood in it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you don't understand the context. Yeah, she, she didn't. I find did it realize funny. I did it. Oh, yeah, shit. I I knew I'd stood in the dog shit, but I didn't mean to tread it around her house because yeah. I forgot it was that. You forgot that you stood in the dog shit. No, it happens to the best yeah. of us. <laughs> so how does life uh, up north differ, differ from uh, countryside town down south? So it's you know, it's a lot cheaper up here. Like for what, what a friend of mine pays for a room, and it is just a room with a sink in it, and there's like a toilet like in another part. Um, that's like more expensive than like a three-bedroom house with a drive and a garage. Imagine, Fucking hell. It's insane. That's renting, not buying. That. That's renting. Um, but like, if you just look at house prices in comparison online for like Oxfordshire to say somewhere like Northumberland or something like that, it's very, very different. So that that's a massive like thing of keeping me away from one. It's just just so how expensive it is because I, I couldn't afford to live in one edge. I just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't afford it. Do you appreciate uh, growing up in a small town now that you're older? Yeah, definitely. Like one thing that I miss and that maybe some people don't always appreciate is like when we were younger, we could like leave our house at like nine o'clock in the morning, sit outside the Bear Hotel and know every single person that walked past. Mm. And there'd be like a stranger and you'd be like, oh my God, who's that? They're not from around Yeah, here. you can go out so, without inviting anyone. You can be like, I want to hang out with people. Yeah. I'll just pop to the pub. Don't yeah, you don't arrange anyone. to meet people. You just pop in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, you. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would. Yeah, when we go out for like a night out, I'd never ring or text anybody. Yeah. I'd just go out in town, and I'd know that I would bump into people that I knew. Mm. I miss so that wantage a lot. Yeah, I miss that. I guess it's just that would be symptomatic of anywhere though. Like if we lived in the same place for long enough. Yeah, we, true. We, but there is a, the popular. I tell you what, wantage isn't as good as it used to be since they doubled the population. As you know. Yeah, because it's diluted all like the big characters yeah. with like background cast. Ross is the only person I know in Brighton. It's just not the same. Yeah, I like Brighton there. I like the, uh, there's a place with the Frankenstein statue. Uh, and then there's the, the record shop on the pier. Where's the Frankenstein statue? I can't think of that. Oh, huh. so, somewhere in Brighton, there's a Frankenstein statue. Maybe it's not there anymore, but I've got a picture of it. Somewhere. Might have just been like... one of the homeless people who stood really still. <laughs> Maybe. It was just a dead guy. Um, <laughs> there's a guy called Scarvey Goldsmith who runs a record shop on the pier in and his son played in a really famous band, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was like a ska band or like a, a reggae band. His son was I like, think... wasn't an official member. He just played like one show with them. 
Uh, and I can't remember who they were. Was it Bad Manners? Maybe. Might have been Bad Manners. I can't remember. It's somebody like that. But that's a cool little record shop. I recommend that if you're in Brighton. Whereabouts is it? And there's a good, just on the pier, on the, on the seafront. Oh, there's actually one on the pier. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I remember. There's a record shop. I don't even know if it's still there. Maybe it is. <laughs> I just might not have noticed it. It was there in 2015, but that was a little while ago now. So that maybe was it's a while gone. ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, that was a while ago. That feels like that wasn't that a while ago, and it really was. Six years. Six years. Wow. There's that's that's really scary. Here. I thought that was like 18 months ago. <laughs> it's really scary how fast time's going yeah, now. Man, though, when... right. <laughs> honestly, I swear, from me being like. Like a, a, like a kid, like a small child, like eighteen months to two years old, to being I don't know twelve, thirteen. That time frame felt like it lasted like fifty years. Mm. Yeah, because well, everything like then's a new experience, isn't it? So, like, yeah, everything's and a I, the last like weeks blend. My weeks blend minutes. into each other because it's like every five days is the same anyway. So, like, yeah, completely. It's mad, absolute mad. A lot more chaos. What about you guys? Yeah. What, what about you? How how, how do you find Living coming from like a small town like Warnage to moving to Brighton, how, how have you found that? I feel, I got a big appreciation from appreciation for coming from Warnage because I feel like it's quite a special place, and I've known a lot. Mm. Even the people I don't like from Warnage, I'm happy that I I met. Yeah, Even, yeah, like, yeah. Warnage is full of characters, and it's got Warnage has got a fucking personality of its own. And like you said, uh, being a small town, it's completely like I've. Since leaving Wantage, I've lived in London, Oxford, London, mm-hmm. Brighton, Northampton, all like cities and stuff, and it, it's nothing. You know, it's that local vibe. I don't even know if yeah. this is something we can discuss, but um, mm-hmm. like uh, Wantage has quite a high death rate for. I'm not even sure if it's compared to other places or whether we just happen mm-hmm. to know more people. That have so... you ever any? Have you had any? Or do are you aware of like? The people that have died, yeah, and uh, yeah, have you got some, any, some uh, big insight as big... to like why there's so many in such a small space. Is it because we know more people, so we we register it, or is there something unique about Wantage that has left a sort of more? That's like, a, a, a good, good question. I, I I call Wantage a throwback to to a, a time that never existed. Um, so it's almost like it's stuck in the past, but it's not the real past. It's like it's like a, a time that never really happened. So because of that, you've got these really big characters. But like loads of people, because they're big personalities and they, they die. I, I just think it is a small town with lots. It's, it's a very small pond with lots of big fish. And one of them disappears. I think it, it stands out. So I think it's more the second thing. You know, the, the, we all know each other. So when someone goes and disappears, it hits home a little bit harder. It's a bit more on the nose when there's a tight community. I think it's probably more that. Hey, thanks for listening and thank you to the boys for joining me. For more on Lucas and all the projects he's got going on, check out those links below. And if you enjoyed this episode, then give it a share on social media and catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Ross Trevina. Okay, see you over there. Bye.